I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Remember, we were shipwrecked together. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. My co-host is Jim Dirigatis. And uh, this is part of our bonus podcast for our special Patreon members. As you know, uh, we are musical fanatics. The Desert Island Jukebox is near and dear to our heart. We stack it up with records we cannot live without. Jim, you and I have been doing this for over a decade now. And we, we must have out. No. we must have like several yeah. hundred songs by now. That jukebox is going to be packed to bursting. Big jukebox. Yes. And and yet you are going to add yet another song to that jam-packed jukebox. Can you give us a little hint about what you want to play? Well, you know Stevie Wonder, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, no, no I've slouch. heard of him. No slouch on the keyboard instruments, right? I'm going to play something from the guy who gave Stevie Wonder inspiration. Oh, boy. Sounds great. That's going to be coming up in a minute on Sound Opinions. Welcome back to Sound Opinions, Jim. Okay, I'm intrigued. Stevie Wonder inspiration here, right? Tell us what you're going to add to the Desert Island Jukebox. Well, you know I have this enduring fondness and fascination for the pioneers of analog synthesis, the uh, musicians who took these ungainly instruments that were part, like, you know, primitive computer with patch cord switchboards and began to make musical instruments. I've talked about them in the past. We did that fascinating book about Wendy Carlos, and I paid uh, tribute to Mort Garson a while back on a Desert Island bonus. I've got to pay sad tribute to a man who just died at the age of 84, Malcolm Cecil. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't know that name, do you? No, I do know that name, yeah. Oh, you do know that name. (laughs) Malcolm Cecil was 50% of Tonto's expanding headband. Mm -hmm. (laughs) His death at 84 was announced by the Moog Foundation. You know, he would go on to play uh, Moog synthesizers and Oberheims and basically anything and everything analog synthesizer related that he could get his hands on. But what was Tonto? Tonto was the original new timbrel orchestra, generally considered one of the first analog multi-timbrel polyphonic synthesizers. See, the problem with a lot of the old analog synthesizers, you got one note at a time. Wendy Carlos had to put together those Bach pieces one note at a time, three or four or five notes layered on each other to get a chord. But Malcolm Cecil was a guy who had come from the UK, born before World War II, was a ham radio buff. All of these analog pioneers were equal part electronic hobbyist and musician. It went from ham radio to work as an engineer with the Royal Air Force, but always was a really good jazz player, upright bass and other instruments. When he comes to the U.S., he's fascinated with this burgeoning analog synthesis. And he builds, along with his partner, Robert Mogilev, the first, like I said, polyphonic synthesizer, which they named Tonto. They put out two albums in uh, 71, 72 as Tonto's expanding headband. Where that came from, I don't know, right? Their polyphonic synth was the size of a small room, really. It was like you climbed into the cockpit. (laughs) You were surrounded on three and three-quarters sides by analog switches and dials. There was actually an 
ignition switch and, and all of these endless patch cords. And this instrument uh, really took analog synthesizers to a new level because now you could play, you know, songs, full songs without creating uh, multi-track insanity of one note at a time. Zero Time, the first Tonto's expanding headband record, was a, a real cult thing. But talk about members of the cult. One day, Cecil, Mr. Cecil's at home. I like to picture him making a cup of tea. <laughs> Somebody, some, some well-dressed black gentleman, rings the doorbell and says, uh, hello, sir, I have someone here who wants to meet you in a pistachio green suit <laughs> with the sunglasses on is Stevie Wonder. Yeah. I've got to see this Tonto thing, he says, <laughs> right? Figuratively well, speaking, see, yes, of course. Yeah. Malcolm Cecil begins to work with Stevie Wonder on four of his most innovative albums, Music of My Mind, Talking Book, Inner Visions, and Fulfilling This's First Finale. That's always been a hard one to say. <laughs> yeah. The four synth albums, the four great synth albums of Stevie's career. And we're talking about songs like Evil and Music of My Mind that we have long associated as 100% Stevie Wonder, but it is really Malcolm Cecil and his partner, Robert Mogilev, who are playing these mm -hmm. and programming and playing the synthesizers. You know, that leads to a lot of session work for the Isley Brothers, three, four albums with the Isleys, Randy Newman, Gene Parsons, Richie Hay. Havens, Wilson Pickett, right? A, a fascinating discography. But to me, it's all really about those two albums that uh, Cecil and Robert made together. Mm -hmm. I love that first Tonto's expanding headband record, Zero Time. And you can just hear a new instrument coming into its own with a, a world of possibilities that we haven't finished exploring yet all these years later. I'm going to play the opening track, Cybernaut, by Tonto's expanding headband. Cybernaut by Tonto's Expanding Headband. I bought this album like at the Corvettes for $3 just because the, the cover was so weird. It's like psychedelic frogs going off into space. Yeah, I, I know that guy's name from those Stevie records, and uh, it is amazing what he was able to do as an inspiration for uh, a generation of uh, musicians, for sure. That's it for this bonus episode. For more full episodes, visit soundopinions.org. To sponsor the show, email sponsor at soundopinions.org. Thanks for listening.